This is a podcast from Rover. Jay and Dunks drive home. The Rock. All right, head coach at City Kickboxing, Eugene Beerman, joins us on the show. I've been looking forward to this chat. We haven't had him on before. Um, he's currently at uh, Jet Park in Hamilton. Welcome <laughs> onto the show, matey. <laughs> yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me on, boys. I guess for a person that's in charge of so many uh, elements that culminate to make something amazing, you must be feeling a little bit like a fish out of water, I guess, that you know exactly what's going to be happening for the week, the month, and possibly the year in advance, and then all of a sudden that gets crumpled up into a little ball and punted out the window. (laughs) Yeah, you're exactly right. Controlling as much of our environment as we can as fighters and trainers and as a team, that's something that we rely on. And when there's just so much ambiguity just floating around everything uh, nowadays it does make it very tough for people like us for sure can, can i just quickly yeah. say um congrats on the one of your two fighters at the weekend ufc 266 um dan hooker getting the w alexander volkanovsky getting the w as well um and then i also want to climb into the news uh that was announced uh earlier today the, the fact that dan hooker is going to be on back-to-back ufc cards which is just outrageous no no thanks for um thanks for that it's always uh Makes these two weeks in quarantine uh, a little bit easier to get through when you've had a couple of wins. Yeah, I mean, Dan, we'd had an inkling that that fight might be available for us, but nothing confirmed. And then obviously today, Dan confirmed it. There ain't too much else to do back here in New Zealand. You might as well get yourself in a fight in Abu Dhabi, I guess. Mate, it's so sick. Uh, You've been chatting with American media all day, but um, it must be a wild feeling over there. Like They already think Dan Hooker's an absolute war machine, but then to go (laughs) back-to-back, that doesn't really happen that often. You know, I know the type of guy that Dan is, and um, in the past I've actually given him advice not to take certain fights, and he hasn't taken that advice. And that wasn't necessarily the case with this fight, but he's the type of person that can't refuse a fight. It'll eat away at him too much. So deep down, I think I knew he was always going to take it. Obviously, um, there's just a bit of negotiations that had to go on um, just to make the risk he's taking uh, worth the reward. So now we're at the point where he believes, you know, the risk he's taking is worth the reward. So he's taking that fight. We we talk about risk and reward. Um, It's obviously been highly publicized that there is so much that you and the team put on the line and the amount of time that you spend away from your uh, whanau and friends on an annual basis um, and the amount of times you've COVID, had COVID tests and, and as you are right now sitting in MIQ, are you done with New Zealand at the moment? Is it looking like a, a foregone conclusion that because you need to mitigate the risks that you're putting yourself and your team and your family through that you'll be moving the gym to the States for the foreseeable future? I'm going to answer truthfully, and we haven't 100% made that decision, but we are seriously, seriously considering it. And it is seriously, seriously leaning towards that way just because the choice is getting taken out of our hands by the government's inaction to do something. As every day goes past, it's definitely getting closer and closer for us to have to decide more definitively what exactly is going on. And and for, I mean, everyone's seen the keyboard warriors this week and for the people being like, no, oh, you chose to be in that sport or whatever. It's, it's actually, like you say, it's bigger than the sport. These are challenges that are not only facing our UFC fighters, um, other athletes that ply their trade overseas, businesses that normally go overseas all the time. And it's you guys aren't putting the fight just for your the people in your stable. It's for everyone else as well. And 
you guys have a platform and you're using it, and I commend you for it because if you didn't, um, there'd be, you know, and, and already, like like you say, the pilot's been announced this week. There may not have even been that. Yeah. Well, look, if nothing comes out of this for us, but some people overseas that can get home to see their loved ones that are dying and say goodbye to, you know, and reunite with their kids and families, that'll give us tremendous satisfaction. Those people perhaps don't have the platform that we have to bring attention to the subject. But, hey, look, if nothing comes out of this for us, but maybe something comes out of it for the, for the greater good, if you like, then that'll bring us just as much satisfaction as going overseas and competing. So, yeah, it is, there is, there is a, a bigger kind of thing towards what we're doing um, that we're very acute, acutely aware of, to be honest. Uh, nobody can question the determination and grit and what you put on the line for the sport and your athletes put on the line. As soon as that call was made, uh, I don't think it was any coincidence that Kai Carter France basically started selling everything in his house. If he needs to up sticks and peel out, then he needs to make himself as financially viable as possible. There's no point having all those assets sitting there doing nothing. Where other teams, and I'm not, and this is, everyone has their own choice, and I think that's what's important to remember. Everyone has their own choice to make. But when you can be a part of a national team and decide not to go on a national, on an international tour, uh, that is not an option for you guys. If you turn these opportunities down, they don't come back. You are the only New Zealand team that we have. But a lot of people are missing the point that, it is an individual pursuit which is taken after in a team environment because you aren't just the trainer of one person. You are an entire gym. So therefore you are the New Zealand representative for us in the sport of mixed martial arts under contract to an American company based in America where you fight in America and outside of New Zealand. I think people are starting to maybe lose sight of that. Have you got the same inkling? Yeah, people are. You're, and you're completely 100%. People can get thrown off because it's an individual sport. There's only one person um, going into the cage, which might be some of the reason for for people thinking that way. But, man, there's no fighter that gets in without a massive team that supports them. It would be virtually impossible to go in there. It's a, it's a team. It's the other fighters around you. It's the other fighters that compete next to you in the same promotion. And I've been among, I've been uh, blessed to be amongst many team sports and um, the biggest and, and best and most uh, the closest team I've ever been with is of this particular bunch of fighters. So to call it anything but a team is just a travesty. So, yeah, you're, you're 100% correct in, um, on your thoughts there. Um, and uh, my personal opinion is, is it would be a massive loss for New Zealand to see you guys have to apply your trade overseas because um, it's not just about the fighters getting the fights. When you guys are based here in New Zealand, um, if anybody watched a, a UFC fight, you see all the pre-rolls of Izzy Adesanya out at a West Coast beach. I mean, it's just as good of marketing as any for, um, for New Zealand on the world stage. And then also as well by having you guys here, it gives the vision for young Kiwi kids to go, man, I can get on the world stage and it grows the sport take you guys out of it that's going to be absolutely um well it'll slow the process down to put it politely yeah i don't that's one thing i think that gets missed here a little bit is just the grasp of how massive these guys are outside of our shores um if people understood how big this brand is and this team and how big these athletes are in other markets not just necessarily north america i'm talking about china europe South America, if they understood how massive these guys were, um, which we don't always get a good scope of in little old New Zealand, mm. then they would understand just how much benefit we're bringing back to New Zealand in the sport. Like, it's, um, you really don't get a true feel for how big these guys are and, and how big their accomplishments are at the moment and how much attention they're bringing to our, our great country. You've got to understand, we don't want to leave New Zealand. 
we 100% know for a fact that we operate best in New Zealand. All our resources are here, our team are here, our family. The, the other big part of my team is you got to remember these guys that fight in America, they're only a quarter of my team. There's all the other fighters that don't fight on such a bigger stage that are responsible for those guys' success because they're being pushed by those guys. Yeah. We will do our best work in New Zealand 100%. I just want to quickly play yeah. this piece of audio that was uh, from Dan Hooker on ESPN a couple of days back, yeah. and this is the challenges that Dan Hooker faced um, in the lead-up to going uh, to win his, last, his fight last weekend at UFC 266. There was so much, so much to get here, like so many challenges throughout, so many people trying to, trying to prevent me from, um, from training. It was crazy, bro, like creating a thing at the gym, living at the gym to satisfy like the rules, then having the cops break that up. I had more than a dozen interactions with the police. The brother there come around to my house, come around to my gym. Someone like break the lock on the front door of my gym, like bashing it in like crazy. Yeah. Like cops calling me up saying, "We'll catch you one more time. We're gonna we're gonna lock you up, yeah. and we're gonna arrest you for training for a fight, for trying to provide for my family, for trying to for trying to." Brother, they've had my gym locked down back in New Zealand. All my members, they need it, man, to keep themselves sane and everything. Had my gym closed for months. I still got to pay rent for the gym. I needed to fight to save my gym, save my gym, to save all my employees, save my fighters' futures. So it's just a big kiss my ass to everyone that tried to stop me. You know what I mean? It's very eloquent in the way that he puts it, isn't he? <laughs> it's, a, it's a good insight, man, because people wouldn't know all that was going on. I mean, you can have a couple of dog journalists turn up, and for whatever reason, they want to have their cake and eat it too. They were quite happy to print stories about you guys, um, you know, um, being a tremendous uh, athletes on the world stage, uh, but then also want a dog at the same time, and they'll just um, flip flop their way through it, which is which is disappointing. But um, who knows, man? After this next UFC card, maybe they'll have to kiss his ass twice, which would be quite nice. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you do that. It's worth asking the question. Do you think? And this is and this is a question, not a statement. Do you think that there is a slight amount? I mean, and it's read its head before, but the tall poppy syndrome that New Zealand is more famous for than anything else, and that we export. Do you think that is a part that is being played within this whole situation? And secondly, the fact that what you have done, and your gym has done, and your fighters have done for mixed martial arts, when Brazilian jiu-jitsu enrollment is on an absolute rocket ship, speeding in an uptick that has never been seen before, uh, while other sports, predominantly rugby, is in a decline. Do you think that it's just a bit of a bigger flex from some of the other sporting codes to try and maybe pull you back into line a little bit? I'm not going to lie. I think there's definitely some of that amongst the sporting fraternity and just the general public, to be honest. Um this is still a, a sport that's relatively new to New Zealand. It's, uh, it's the New Zealand public, um, especially the slightly older generation, is still taking a long time to adjust to a bunch of guys jumping half naked into a cage and bashing each other, as they <laughs> like to put it. They don't see the sophistication of it. They don't see the skill yet. There is definitely a part of that. There's also a new phenomenon which I've noticed in the media, particularly in the last few years. You know, Any news that involves Israel Adesanya or city kickboxing, uh, headline, a Dan Hooker headline, whether it be positive or negative, is news that sells. So you, uh, on the one hand, they're willing to um, praise us and use us to sell their papers and sell their media. But on the other hand, the minute we do anything wrong, one little inch out of line, they're also willing to jump on that and um, emphasize that and sell that as well. So that goes on a lot nowadays, and um, that's the unfortunate world we live in. We can either just keep complaining about it or we can adjust. So 
Uh, unfortunately, there is some negatives um, around this environment and to do with the society, but you've got to take the good with the bad. Uh, I guess on behalf of all the all the rock whanau, all of us here, we're massive advocates for yourself and your athletes and your gym and what you're doing to put New Zealand on the stage uh, in that UFC octagon, which has more eyes on it than any other sport that we produce in this little country of ours. Uh, thank you very much for all the effort, time away from your family and early mornings and late nights and endless flights and swabs up your nose and... F- uh, reach around Dutch rudders from shit media outlets. Um, we know it's punishing, but we appreciate the time uh, that you've given us and, and, and the entertainment that your fighters put on when they step in to get, do battle. Now, thank you, lads. Thank you for your time, and uh, thank you especially for your support. The Rocks, Jay and Dunk. Jay and Dunk.